Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another massive racing previews podcast. This week, while there is no Group 1 action on Saturday, there's a few of the biggest Group 2 races you'll probably ever see. Um, the Fan Stakes win, and you're into the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. It's one of the best fans we've seen. And then in the McEwen, we see the clash of two Titans. Uh, Rose Hill, they've got the run to the Rose, obviously. The 1,200-meter lead-up to the Golden Rose. Fellas, how are we doing on this Thursday night? Oh, good. Not as good as last week. Looking forward to... Mr. Brightside going on to win the the Memsey, that was big. Um, mm. Yep, both you peanuts were sticking up. You weren't even sticking up for him. But <laughs> yeah. we celebrated all the same. That's all that matters. I still drank yeah. free piss. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very large night. To be fair, yeah, we all saw the we all saw the race the, a similar way, but he was able to sit three wide. And still win. So full credit, Brightside. Full credit to Nico's speed map. <laughs> yeah. What cover bot? I wish I who. You should have seen Nico. You should have seen Nico. Oh, I was in. I was in rare air last Saturday. Second hand, third hand embarrassment. I wish I who. I wish I Mr. Brightside, baby. Anyway, what are you, you doing, Alan? I hope mate? you're listening, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> All right, well, it's a nice way yeah, to start the podcast. Let's, let's get into that's, it. That's a brilliant way to start the podcast. Um, yeah. Sponsors, come at us, please. Yeah. <laughs> Mooney Valley, rail true oh. position. Uh, the fence was off the last time we were in the rail true, and sort of that lane five where it was a bit of a highway first meeting back was the place to be. Hopefully, 
it is a little bit even, but I'm thinking off fence again. Uh, we have had a little bit of rain tonight, but it was firm before that rain came. So going How in with a little bit of an talking? open mind. It probably would have been a good three before the rain came. Did you walk it today? Uh, yeah, I thought fence felt a tiny bit softer than sort of lane four, five, six. But obviously the more rain it gets, the softer that inside's going to get. Yeah, or it'll get more traffic as well and they'll, you know, Chop it just out. gets chopped up. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how much rain uh, arrives tomorrow. Well, as long as Marty's got off. the roller on the gear kick lane, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Marty, Marty's back this week and he's going to everyone, oh, I'm back, the track's going to play well. Mate, he yeah. hasn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's just rocked back up at work in crutches and uh, he's going to claim full credit if the track plays well. And conversely, if it doesn't, you'll probably... Push the other I'll I'll give him full credit if it does play well, and I'll come for him if it doesn't. Yeah. All right. Let's jump straight into the action. The first race is fifteen hundred meters, and the favorite is Autumn Angel, two dollars forty from Aprila, three dollars ninety. Fist of Fury, four dollars forty. Warlords, eight dollars, and Dual Pressure, thirteen dollars. But you're keen on the favorite here, but you've got two bets. Uh, oh, yeah, could. Um, I've got the favourite, $2.30. It ran the, uh, almost half a second faster than any other horse in the race. Um, first up, um, the last 400, that, that isn't, it was enormous. Um, I think it'll be more forward from the gate. It was it was a drifter in betting, and, and it was well-supported versus legacies um, from the same stable. So I thought that was interesting. It's a, maybe a bit of a... Uh, maybe a lead of the, the opinion they have of this horse, Um backing it rather than legacy is on debut so uh, i think this horse is pretty good um and i think it should be good enough to beat this lot the the hole in the market is the one apulia who ran no time and rated awfully at cranbourne um it's got that one line uh through v8 where it ran second beaten two lengths uh but it did start 61 dollars there and i've got a query over the uh, the legitimate legitimacy of that form, and I think it'll go back here. So I'm very happy taking Apulia on, um, and even a horse like Warlords, who uh, has the had a strong SP uh, versus Robrick, who had the the strong SP um, versus uh, horses like Fist of Fury. So there's a couple form lines here that you can play through each other. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, Autumn Angel will probably get the just about the run of the race, or if not, Warlords will, and um, I think one of them. Will be very, very, like they'll be. I think Autumn Angel is a better chance than what the market's saying, and I think you'll probably get like two eighty race day um, bet fair or, or something late in the in the betting. So um, keen to be with Autumn Angel. I think Warlords might might continue to get out, chop it. Yep, I'm fave here. I think Autumn Angel is extremely hard to beat, as you said. Uh, the debut reference to Legacies, who ran so well against the boys last week, um, that was a brilliant run. That was on a very very slow tempo. Then second start, uh, first up, this preparation um, came off a fast tempo for the class and absolutely obliterated them late. Going to get the perfect map here from barrier three, 54.5 kilos, yes please, and up to 1,500 metres. Looks an ideal recipe for the daughter of the autumn sun. Yeah, you'd imagine they'd be improving off the first up run too, just off the, the market drift late. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, race five. We're skipping a few, and we're going straight to the Mackenzie Stakes. Three-year-old listed for the Colts and Geldings over 1,200 metres. Step Arty, $2.50 favourite from Brave Mead, $3.40. Introducing 5.50, Centrefire, $7.00. Amur, 
750 and Armed Forces 21. Um, sub to the sixth day, obviously, we tell you every week, but we've got $4.50 locked in for Step Arty. I think it's a brilliant bet. Um, this horse has been jumping out like an absolute rocket, and we sort of saw what he did last preparation. Just that instant acceleration. He did it down the Flemington Strait. He then extended his form to 1,400 metres, and he carried weight. Uh, I think he's very, very good. Uh, I think Slick Rick McIntosh has got a good horse on his hands, obviously in the ownership. Um, and I think he can go on with the job here. Obviously, shout out to Dean Yendel. He'd be spewing about losing this ride. He's out injured right now. So John Allen takes over. I don't think you lose anything there. I'm pretty keen to be with him. And if the rain does come tomorrow, that is absolutely no deterrent for him. I'm spewing because Brave Mead was $11 all in on points bet. Then he went to eights. Could have taken it. Um, unfortunately, I took it into Akasita, who is just one of the sickest beats on Wednesday. We don't want to talk about that. Um, and I've lost my $8 there. So I think this is a two-horse race. I should have had a result going for Brave Mead. He's into $3.40, but Keen Stepardi is the winner. I'm going to be pulling Brave Mead's tail now. Yeah, I'm, I'm yep. going again. Oh, yeah, you go, Nico. Yeah, well, just to touch on what Benny said um, about Dirty Dino, it is unfortunate, but um, I am hearing he's already had the um, plate and the screws put in his collarbone. Um, so hopefully he won't be too far away from coming back, similar to what happened with Willow when he had his um, his stuff done. We do lose nothing with with Johnny, though. Um yeah, I'm convinced this horse is one of the better three-year-olds in the country and um, I think he's immoral on Saturday, to be honest with you. I think he's a freak. Uh, I think we're going to see something pretty special and I'd be pretty shocked if he wasn't winning. So, yep, I'm chips in. 450, good bet, but can't eat SP, so it has to win now, and I think it will. Uh, I'm what, against you both. Yeah, I'm a bit against you both. I um. I'm against the uh, Moore and Scientify uh, form line. They both were rails in run on a day where it was uh, just about essential to be rails in run. Um, and introducing uh, has a good SP and a decent rating, but that was off one of the slowest paces you'll ever see. And it was, it was blessed to even be um, that close. I don't think Armed Force is much good. And then you're left with Stepardi and Brave Mead. Um, I think Brave Mead is, uh, deserves to be favourite in this race. Um, it's got the track and trip rating. I just think it's it's a lot more progressive than Sapati. I think Sapati, like there's a lot more substance to its form. Like it started eight dollars in a size produce versus uh, Cylinder, who like who who SP two dollars seventy in the in the Golden Slipper. Don Corleone, Don Corleone, who's finished second in a Blue Diamond two starts before. So there's actual substance to its form, um, and I think you know, it deserves to be favoured anyway. Yep. Gut feel, um, just looking at the Guineas market, V8, $6, Step Arty, $6. For mine, they're 1-2 in the Caulfield Guineas for me. I would have V8 favourite off what he did first up in the McNeil. I would have V8 second favourite. Then I'd probably have King Colorado and Militarise, who I'm not sure... I just want to see him come back. Um, his, his group on form last preparation was on really wet track, so you, you always have a little question mark. He's a skunk. He won't win another race. Yeah. What do we think? What's what's Brave Mead's target? 
Caulfield Guineas, I'd say. The only thing is with with him is I I don't think he wants it too too wet because I mm. just I just sort of think he he didn't he didn't love the heavy conditions and, and that's why he was a bit poor in in that race. But he, he you still got the SP there. Like the, the market loves him. He he started a dollar forty a dollar forty at Mooney Valley and running a big figure and then and then he started eight dollars versus some really strong um exposed two year old form. So. I think he's the the three year old on the up, and I'd, I'd be very surprised if he if he doesn't improve on his two year old form. I'm not sure if he's a miler, so potentially this is his chance to beat Stepani. That's just my opinion, a, but he's a brave smash out of a Galileo man. He's going to get a mile. Mm, we'll see. We'll get a mile. All right, let's move on to the Atlantic Jewel Stakes. This one's for the three-year-old fillies over 1,200 metres. Charm Stone, $3.10 favourite from Pride of Sullivan, five fifty. Inhibitions, last start track and trip winner uh, is $6. Molly Nickers is $7. And then you sort her out to Right to Party, eight fifty. Oz Empress, um, $10. Uh, yeah, I didn't really have a massive opinion in this race. I thought I thought Charmstone was the exact right price, three twenty. So you might get a bit better on the day, especially if it's playing leaderish. Um, inhibition's a little bit big too. Um, I think there's a couple holes in this market, like horses like Pride of Sullivan. Um, I think this is another level that they ha- has to step up on its on its form. And I don't know if there's a, enough substance to it sure. um, to a to actually make that jump. Molly Nickers. I think this is a kickoff run in the drawn wide, so I think they'll go back. Uh, right to party, I'd be surprised if there's much intent here. It's already a, 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 a decent drifter in the early markets, and Oz Empress had the absolute PR uh, on the rail and up on a relatively soft speed um, last start. So, um, and, and Zucaret um, is about half, uh, twice the price of right to party for beating it two starts back. So. That's a little four mine, but I, even still, I think it's about the right price. The horse, I think, is probably a bit too big just on, on raw form. It's Sonic Boom, who was um, restrained from a wide barrier um, behind uh, the favourite and ran some pretty nice splits there. And our third up with the blinkers going on, I think, um, be more forward here and give a sight about 30 to 1, you probably get bigger the exchange. But um, if Charmstone jumps, three eighty to $4 on the exchanges, I, I'll probably back it and inhib- inhibitions won't be a a losing runner for me either I think that there's a, yeah so there's a couple of holes in this market I think just with intent and like actual ability <laughs> like Pride of mm. Sullivan is just too short um, uh, yeah so it creates a couple of betting opportunities we'll see what the market does on the day anyway I'm with Charmstone I think she stamped herself last start um, all those little breathing issues that she had through the Blue Diamond Prelude when she disappointed she seems to be over them um, the last start win was enormous it outstripped anything she's done on punting form by an absolute country mile sort of yeah, rating nearly 10 lengths above yeah it was the first time she's ever actually done anything she was all SPs yeah. and, and then she actually finally stamped herself agree so 9.7 above the all average benchmark for 1100 metres at Caulfield good going um, beat a horse named Skirt the Law who was the Magic Millions winner I know a lot of people want to tell me she's no good but I think she's still a nice filly um, they gapped third which is always a good sign. And from Barry and Iron, I think Damien Lane will be about midfield, one off the fence, and he'll just come with the big late run. She's the big closer, and I think she's our winner. As you said, you can poke holes in a lot of these horses, like 
pride of Sullivan sitting there at $5.50, like what is that? Um, I, I couldn't get it anywhere near that price out of the junk form line it comes through. Uh, Inhibitions was good last start. Molly Nickers is obviously going to go back. So as you mentioned, Bot, there's a lot of holes you can poke, poke in this market. Um, Charmstone was $2.25 all in, which looked too short, but I'm on at three forty, and I think it's a good bet. Yeah, I'm having two bets in this race. Uh, I'm going to have something on Charmstone. And for all the reasons you've already outlined, and I'm going to have something on uh, Treasure Way. She's a Group 3 winner, albeit she won the Breeders' Stakes in Adelaide, but she's a horse who has always sort of apart from that run has always been sort of disrespected from the market she's she's pretty honest I think she's never missed a place in her life um, yeah I just think from what I've seen and what I've heard she's come back better this preparation her latest jump out against Giggy Kick under a nice hold um, was a nice piece of work gets Jamie Carr from Barrier 1 as long as the inside isn't a quick sand by the time this race is here. I think um, she shouldn't be a $13 chance. So she's probably my better value bet of the day. Um, I'll have something to win, something to place. And yeah, I'll have something on Charmstone as well. Beauty. Let's get on to the quarter legs then. Race 7 is a benchmark 100 over the 2,040 metres. Barkley Square. Are we saying Barkley or Berkeley? Berkeley. Uh, I think it's Barkley. Who cares? Who knows? As long as it wins. BS, number seven, $3.80. Future history, four forty From Jimmy the Bear, gets to $2,046. Gold Trip, the reigning Melbourne Cup champion, nine fifty. Full of Sincerity, nine fifty. And Aaron Bay, nine fifty as well. But I think we're seeing this race exactly the same. Yeah, Barkley Square, it's always been a horse I, I, like, I still think we haven't seen um, the best of. Um like it's got some like big sectional runs where it obviously should have gone quick, uh, gone better. Like the uh, the Caulfield Guineas and and even last start it was it was a sectional markup, whichever way you look at it. And um and it was it was good at good SP there as well, versus um uh, lo- lots of similar horses. So uh, I think it gets a, a perfect map from from um, gate six and um. Yeah, Jimmy the Bear backs up for the first time in its life. I thought it was poor last start, uh, maybe coming to the end of its preparation. Um, they went slow last week and it didn't really give much at all. And Future History copped a PR as well in a really slow on race. Uh, couldn't couldn't back it at, at five dollars. It's been a been a two percent drifter already in betting. Um, and Young Werther is, um, you know, like. He's he's maybe maybe a little bit big just based on his last start run, um, but he's probably going to get back in the field from Barrier One, so I probably couldn't um, be with him. Gold Trips, obviously interesting. He's the running Melbourne Cup winner, and he only gets in with sixty-two kilos, three kilos above weight for age. Versus, <laughs> like you know, he 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 should be giving this field a like probably eight eight kilos. Um, so he gets in well, but. He's drawn barrier 13, and I just question how much intent there actually is here. Um, I probably just expect him to flop out the back and and be giving a good hit out toward, to, to the line towards a Caulfield Cup sort of target, maybe a Melbourne Cup again. So, uh, yeah, Barkley Square with me. I've got him $3.50. I think that's a, uh, $3.90 currently being being bet is, is a fair price, and I'd probably 
I don't know. I don't quite know what the market will do with him. Um, with Jimmy the Bear in future history at a slowly run races, um, uh, but I, I think I think it's three dollars ninety is a fair price. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm on at four dollars twenty. Barkley Square. I thought first up he was a bit of that flashing light runner over fourteen hundred meters. He then went to sixteen hundred meters and had a rock solid SP sort of three dollars sixty. And probably just a touch flat if you're being harsh. Um, which can happen second up. But I just think this sets up perfectly now. Third up, 2,040 metres. This is where his big win in the Vars came, where he had a $2.50 SP and beat Virtuous Circle and Pericles. Uh, that form's looking pretty decent right now. Virtuous Circle ran a massive race in a derby, and Pericles has returned and gone bang, bang. Two wins in a row for Godolphin. Um, I think the map's outstanding from Barrier 6. I think it can be touch better than midfield um, smothered up with cover and I think there's only one horse to really run down um, Buster Bash will go forward but f- future history will be right there jotting on the spot um, but despite the weight pool I think Barclay Square wins this race um, it just sets up so perfectly for him I just wish we had Craig Williams over John McNeil um, but I understand that Craig didn't want to commit to the ride bot is that is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they yeah. wanted someone to commit all preparation. Craig said he yeah. couldn't. Yeah, just so, fair enough. Yeah, it, it's a bit of an annoying one, but it is. Well, what if it he is, commits and the horse goes like a busted, well, then he's fucked, isn't he? Yeah, the one, the one I do want to say will be a big improver. Maybe not just yet, but I think one at a monster price, Ho Ho Khan at sixty one, sixty one dollars. I think he will improve here up to two thousand meters. Um, fun fact this is the only horse that can keep up with attrition at the Mitch Friedman stable so he's the only one who can gallop with him so that's a little fun fact for you mm. right lovely alright Nico done bit of stable oh, you, mail you, you do have a bet he's absolutely chomping on some uh, some grubby upon us Nico this is completely unprofessional he's given stuff. us nothing <laughs> Alright, let's move on to race 8 then. He's on here. It is the McEwen Stakes. Group 2, 1,000 metres, and what a cracking McEwen this is. It looked an even better race a couple of weeks ago, but a few have pulled out. Pussies. They're hiding from number 1, Giga Kick, $1.90 favourite. Imperatrix is $3.90. Rothfire is last year's winner, $5. And then you've got the two speed influences in Acromantula, $9, and Zoo Style. Who leads who? Not sure. I would have Zoo Style just holding him out narrowly, given he draws two and Acromantula draws three, but the sparks are going to fly here. Bot, hand the reins to you first. Uh, well, I've got Giga Kick $2.10. So if he if he somehow, if they're betting $2.30, $2.40, maybe even bigger, then I will have a bet. I've got Imperatrice $4.40. Just, um, just I think 1,000 metres is not not her go. Um it's not Giga Kick's go either, but I think he's probably Imperatrice has got out to a mile. Like she's she's twelve hundred to a mile. I think Giga Kick's thousand to fourteen hundred meters. He, I, I know he was, um, he sort of got back and and worked like really strongly in the um, I think it was the Challenge Stakes behind Eduardo and and Passive Aggressive, but he did miss the start quite badly, and and he has the ability to hold a spot. So um, he he won't be able to hold a spot first these, but it, like if he's if he's three off them at the um, on the turn, like or 
well, coming up to the to 250, 200, coming around the turn. I think he just goes straight past him and um, he probably probably be in, per- in front of Imperatries in the run. I think Rothfire is the next sort of danger, but I've got him six dollars forty. Um, yeah, uh, he won the race last year, but he's coming off the exact same setup to to win it, coming off the, a good run in the Stradbroke. But um, yeah, I'd think I'd, I'd I'd probably say if he wins, Giga Kick and Imperatries have got a long way back and are storming through the line, and he's just sort of holding them off late. And Acromantula and Zoo Style are just um, sort of run each other into the ground yeah so um yeah uh yeah i couldn't bet in the race unless giga kick gets out to a backable price but um if he did i'd I'd want to see um something from the yard just to to make sure he's not like obese so yeah (laughs) yeah well i can guarantee you one thing he certainly has not looked obese in one photo i've seen of him he looks like a dead set fucking tank yeah, he does. He's obviously been on break up in Queensland, getting that nice winter sunshine on his back. Oh, he hasn't stop been it. down at morning. Queensland sun. Oh, shut up. That's why. Oh, you, that's why you parade so well, Benny, because of that. All these junkets that you've been on, just parading around the fucking sun. Magic sunshine, mate. Um, well, this is a very boring, bot because I'm seeing the race exactly the same as you. Um, I've actually got Giga Kick. This may be controversial, but I've got Giga Kick mapped in front of Imperatriz, given he's drawn six and she's drawn seven. Um, some people might think no, but I think he's sort of going to be four lengths, five lengths off the speed at one stage early, and Craig will just start to pick his way through the field, or around the field, I should say. Um, the most relevant form reference for this race is obviously that challenge stakes first up at a 1,000 metres last prep, where he almost dislodged Craig Williams out of the barriers um, that was a slowly run race so he was able to get into it a bit easier he can't be affording to do that here but he ran home in 17.6 lengths above the all average benchmark for his final 600 meters that day running 2148 400 and 11.08 for his final 200 so I know a thousand meters is in his pet distance I know they're going to go fast here with Acromantula and Zoo style but I think he's going to be getting up in that final 100 metres. I think it's going to be a little bit of a nail-biter. It's, it's not going to be an easy watch, but I think he will be landing the prize very late in the piece. Um, I would have Rothfire as the danger because he's going to sit right behind the speed um, and get the absolute dream run. But if Gear Kick is in with, within two or three lengths, as Bot said, um, at the 300, then I think he mows him down. Yeah, um, I see the speed map uh, similar to you, Benny. We had a bit of a chat about it earlier today. But I don't envisage that Willow is going to be letting Rothfire too far out of his sights. I don't think that'll be eventuating. And as long as that doesn't happen, well, Giga will just eat him. He'll just chew him up, spit him out, and he'll go on to much bigger races than this. Um Rothfire is the only danger. The only danger is that we don't run him down, but I'd be pretty shocked if Willow was stupid enough to let Shin just call the shots and be too far in front of him. So he's a champion or on his way to being a champion, Giga Kick. Um, yeah, I think they'll struggle to beat him this preparation in any race he contests. Um, yeah, I think he's a superstar. He's filled out uh, 35 kilos since 
his last preparation, and you can definitely tell that because he looks like he has gone from a boy to a man. You'll see that all on Saturday if you've been living under a rock. Still and waiting seen for Bot to do that. Shit. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen any of the social media footage, um, he does look like an absolute tank now. So scary to think that he might not have finished filling out yet either. So, um, yeah, he'll win Saturday. As Benny said, it won't be an easy watch, but um, I'll be pretty, pretty upset and disappointed. You'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed I will be disappointed win. if he doesn't win. He should beat this field, regardless yeah. of a thousand metres. He's much right. better than them. Yeah, we can all agree on that. All right, speaking of a bit of hype, we go to the fan stakes. As I said, win it and you're into the Ladbrokes Cox Plate and Globe will be looking for that ticket. He's $3.10 favourite, unbeaten 4 out of 4 from Tuvalu $5. Attrition $7.50, Pinstripe $9, Deny Knowledge $10, Pounding $11. Francesco Guardi, $19. He's the best of the rest. Interesting. Speed map, I think that's where we have to start. Deny Knowledge holds the front from Barrier 5. You've got horses like Saboteur XL, Tuvalu, and Globe all wanting to come across. We think the map works out fine for the favourite. He sits sort of OSL 1-1. And then I've got horses like Attrition and Pinstripe. They'll be looking for that midfield run. Um, They'll be hoping for one off the fence. But it will just be a little bit messy that first 200 metres as they uh, they sort their positions, I think. Yeah, this is a... I couldn't bet in this race right now anyway. I missed the price too, but I've got Tuvalu favourite slightly from Globe. Um, he's a high horse, but, you know, like he's... He's very good. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he goes right on with it. But um, he, still, he still hasn't beat anything. Like he he has but won by big margins in fast time, but he he's he's still beaten um, Normandy Bridge by a couple of lengths. So um, the form's worked out behind him. Like it's not like the form's bad or anything. It's just um, taking three dollars in a in a field like this. Um, yeah, and he, he's this will be strongly run too, and he's conceding fitness um, versus a couple of these. So I think. Um, I I personally couldn't bet in the race right now. The only sort of Edge is maybe pinstriped, but I think the map might be a little bit tricky for it. Uh, pounding too is maybe a little bit big. I think it's, I think I think pounding has come back um, uh, just just where he was last preparation. Um, we he ran third in the Australian Cup, which is good form. Attrition um, gets a soft map too. Um, yeah, it's interesting what happens with Tuvalu from the map. Do they roll forward? Do they do they try and ride conservatively again? I think they have to go forward. He's going forward. Yeah, you'd have to if you'd want to win. Um, Deny Knowledge was really good up on top of the speed, on, uh, but was Rails in Run did have the advantage, but um, she was really, really good the other week, and she was on a Caulfield Cup path. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think the, I don't think any other horse um, passed. Um, I think, I don't know what the market is right now, but I think Pounding is probably the, like the, the $13 chance, and it, and it gets out to $19, I think. I think that's where the, the chances end. Um, just his horses that have had a run and globe um, coming out of the Memsey stacks. I think one of them will win. Just not not sure which one. It's just it's just tricky. But yes, I, I, I couldn't have a bet now. I'll see what the market does on the day. And um, no real opinion from me here. Just just watching. And, and I hope that Globe is a really nice horse. But um, I couldn't get inv- involved in the price. Yeah. 
I think he is a really nice horse. Um, I wouldn't be backing him in if this was just you know Group One against your bright sides and and the like. But this race just looks perfect for him. Um, I know there still is that fitness query, but the team have openly come out and said they're targeting the Cox Plate. So obviously they want him to be forward enough to be winning a race like this. And he's just gotten better and better with every start. He's sort of gone from leading at a slow tempo to leading at an even tempo to leading at a fast tempo. And then last start was just so fast that he broke their hearts. Um, he beat, I know he only beat Normandy Bridge, who would be hundreds here or, you know, 50s, 60s. But Normandy Bridge went on to win his next three races. Daytona Bay ran third. He won his next race and then ran second. So as you said, but the forms worked out well. Um, Jamie Carr will go forward on this horse, rate him beautifully. I think he sits in the 1-1. I think he's very, very hard to beat. Tuvalu was great. I think signs of life. I thought possibly he was in the chair, but in the Memsey, he got back and was running home as strong as anything on the line. They'll go forward and look for a spot, and if they get in, then he's a massive chance. So I've backed Globe at $4. I've backed Tuvalu at $8, both all in. So um, I'm in a pretty handy position there. Um, and then you looked at horses like Attrition. I, I thought Attrition was huge in the PB Lawrence. Um, wide on a ferocious speed. And he's had three weeks run, three weeks to get over that. I just wonder, is he still a little bit immature? He's still that new season four-year-old. And if he's getting pinballed around back in the field, then it might be hard for him to win. I think his race is the two-rack handicap. In saying that, he definitely can win. Um but I'm just still not sure if this is his day, especially if the rain comes. Um, yeah. I've backed Globe, well, we've backed Globe together all in at $4, and I'm quite happy with that bet, and I I probably don't really want to invest anymore, to be honest, because um, if Globe doesn't win, I don't know who does. As Bot sort of said, I think they're a pretty sort of even bunch in behind. There's probably, you know, you can rule out over half the field because there's stayers resuming or stayers early in preparations that are going to need a lot further than what there is, what they're running against on Saturday. Um, yeah, I think I think Globe is a proper horse, but he's got to do it against the better quality of horse now, so... Yeah, I'm excited to see where he measures up. I hope he's not another roll of dice balloon horse that goes pop. Um, but yeah, I like the booking of car roll forward. Should be there thereabouts, and we'll find out how good he is on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. He he's the big hope, isn't he? Like, this is a Group Two race that historically has hasn't like I know Mr. Brightside won it last year, but it was a six horse field. He Globe is the one who could graduate as that proper Group One weight for age star. Well, nothing else in this race is getting the hit for the potential heights of what he is, or what he could be. Yeah, that's what I mean. We'll yeah. like Attrition Attri- Attri- still has lots of improvement, and he could be one. I think the Turak is the race, as I said. Yeah, um, but if you're giving me the option of buying one horse, like if I could take one of these horses home, I'm taking Globe before I'm taking Attrition. Hmm. Attrition is a cult, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's two parts of fuck all unless he wins a group one <laughs> yeah that is probably correct multiple oh. group ones 
Let's go over yeah. to Rose Hill Gardens, Nico. Um, yep. Race six is the first race we're going to look at. The Group 2 Scirocco Stakes. Sorry, are we looking at race... No, that's right. Race six, yeah. Zapatero's been absolutely smashed. She might be longer than this in other corps, but she's $2.25 on tab from Iron Me, $3. Sunshine in Paris, eight fifty. Queen of the Ball, $10. And Zoo Gotcha, Blinkers on, $11. Take it away. I am going against my girl, I am me here. I am siding with Zapatero. Um, for for everything I heard last week, she was a better winning chance than in secret. I know, albeit she was trained for a five furlong race. Now she's being trained for a six furlong race, but hence the tickover trial during the week. She trailed up super in behind Bonos Notches. Um, I'm just convinced that she's a, a very good horse, especially against her own age group, like her own sex. Um, I am me is also a good horse, but I think she's probably better at a touch uh, shorter trip. She's just more of a dynamic, a thousand to eleven hundred meter horse. Like twelve hundred's good, but like she was getting tired late, and we were on her last start. And if the fall didn't happen, I don't know whether we would have won. Uh, that is my knock with her. So yeah, I, th- I think Zachy Lloyd is in. Uh, he's in rare air at the moment. He's going super. He's going to be one of the more uh, wanted jockeys in the Sydney jockeys room at the moment. Godolphin have put their trust in him. He did fine last week on on Pericles. Like he he nearly would have won the riding on his last week. He stood up on some big horses. Um, he's got no fear. He just nah, he's a little Nash Junior. Um, I love backing him because he gives his all and you know that he's going to give his horse every chance. So uh, any rain around in Sydney will only enhance her chances and, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen to be with her. Beauty. They're calling him Zamac. J-Mac? Zamac. Zedmac. Um, I am with Zapateo as well. I'm spewing that I've probably missed the value. Um, I'm hoping I don't really want to know what, what price was she all in. Uh I don't know what she was all in, but she opened $3.60, and that probably looks a very good bet now. Um, she's a bomb freshie, and I know a lot of people were probably labeling, labeling her as a soft tracker at one stage, but she shot that to Smithereen's last preparation with a big win in the birthday card stakes. Um, if you go back to last preparation, a lot of people missed this run, but she should have actually beaten Asfura, and... As for her, we know what she's gone on to do. Um, the, the run probably got missed a little bit there at Flemington. It was over 1,100 metres, the Furphy sprint, because she was $8. But this was one of the all-time butchers by William Buick. Um, <laughs> just go back and watch it. <laughs> it's not good viewing. Yeah, that but, was bad. Yeah. I, I, I think she's the one to beat here. Um, take your point, Nico. I and me, we both backed her last start. But the rating out of the race wasn't that good and she was sort of falling in a hole late she's not none but she's going to have to like I don't think she's going to be have the race handed to her on a platter agree and like she's not going to lead here because Queen, Queen of the, the Balls going to kick barrier one and she's going to lead Queen of the Balls probably not none either she was a good run last up but just the end of 1200 metres yeah. possibly just sees her out 
Um, Zapateo draws three. Hopefully, Zachy Lloyd will just be stalking right behind him. Um, yeah, I, I think she blouses him late. Agree. All right. Zapato's definitely race? a better horse. Yeah. We're on to race eight. The run to the rose. Group three for the three-year-olds. Cylinder is $2 favorite from Libertad 440. Don Corleone, $7.50. He's first up from Moravia, $12. Butch Cassidy, 13 And Militarized, the dual group one winner, $16. Nico, you're our, you're our blue man. You got the blue cap on again. Got the blue cap on. I don't know, this is actually, there's no driver-inspired mail from any of my selections this week, <laughs> but I am I am Team Blue Jackets. Uh, I'm with my boy Cylinder. I think last start had a lot of merit. He ran the same number that he ran in the slipper, so he's come back definitely as good as he left off last preparation there's, there's only got to be improvement to come um, the stable were quite clear in saying that they were surprised that he won last start when he was running up the straight on his wrong leg and I sort of didn't pick up on that but once I'd gone back and watched it you could sort of tell that he, he was a little bit awkward so um, he gets Nash on here from, from Blake Shin last start so he definitely loses nothing he He's drawn perfect in 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 gate four. Um, yeah, he's only got improvement second up. I'm convinced he's a star, and I'm convinced he's the only possible horse that could beat Shinzo in the Golden Rose. Um, I think they're quite a little bit in front of the rest of their companions in their age group. Um, this has been a race that Godolphin have tackled with a lot of their good horses. It's a good horses race. Within Secret, Bivouac, um, there are a couple off the top of my head. They've had some other winners. It's been a race that uh, Godolphin have dominated, so I can't see uh, any reason why they won't be winning this race again on the weekend. Yep, I am with um, Cylinder as well. Look, on face value last start, a lot of people were going to say he was a little bit disappointing, but... The fact is, he ran 94.5, he ran 94.5 in the slipper, um, and according to Nick Noonan, who is a, a mounting yard analyst that we all love and respect, he said he's only 85% there. Um, he did a few things wrong. I don't think Caulfield is his track. He has peak ratings going the Sydney way. He ran second in the golden slipper with a $3.40 SP. Dollar fifty SP last start. Like the market has just stamped this horse as better than his opposition. Um, and if he makes the necessary improvement, getting on the float, going back up to Sydney, he's going to improve fitness wise. He's going to land in the absolute plum spot from Barrier Four, and I think he's the most likely winner in this race. Couldn't have Libertad at four dollars forty. I know he brings winning form, but the ratings have been sus at best. Um, Don Corleone is interesting. He brings really good two-year-old form probably just the map is his only little issue drawn eight he's going to be giving cylinder a fair head start but potentially a little bit big at seven dollars fifty um and then but i might just get you to talk about this nadal because he was pretty good last start running some slick sectionals late uh yeah yeah so so cylinder um 
He ran the same number he did in, in, in the Todman um, first up, which is a worry because that screams I haven't improved as a three-year-old. I haven't made the age improvement. Um, so that there's something to... like it, Just because he did that once doesn't mean it's like he's 100% hasn't improved. Like it, he, like the, he, There's every chance he has improved and he just wasn't able to show it in a slowly... Well, slowly to... Yeah, pretty slowly run race um, first up. Um, so you, you can't really... Like stamp him, like he hasn't made the age improvement. But two ten for a, um, yeah, just two two ten seems a bit short to me. I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if um, Moravia ends up the best horse out of this race. I think it's a really nice horse, just off off style. Anyway, and I think it was it was off fence. I think it was an on uh, it was an advantage to be on fence, um, at at uh, Rose Hill, a last start. And I think it'll go forward here. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a really nice horse. Um, and, and it was 900 metres to 1,100 metres. Now up to 1,200. I think it's much better suited to third up. And this Nadal, it was it was suited um, the way the track played, but um, ran some really, really, really quick sectionals and made a, a sharp improvement on its form. Um, and I think it uh, it gets the, the box seat here. So um, Nadal... He's big, just off, just off a first glance. Like I haven't done the race or anything, but just, um, yeah. Like if I was going to push anyone into a, a tip or anything, it'd be Nadal and Moravia at a double figure odds. Just taking on, um, just taking on the the exposed two year old form. Um, just thinking that it's it's not not that that hot, I guess. And, mm. and a couple other a couple other ones can can improve past him. Yeah, I've I've backed Nadal as well for what it's worth. Just a small bet, twenty six dollars bet, three six five. Um, Aussie Kia, Kieran Ma and David Eustace, Jason Collett from a low draw and last up winner. If this thing wins, you'll be absolutely kicking yourself if you if you didn't back it. So, it doesn't cost you much to have something on at twenty six dollars. And uh, the last I've the last six hundred obliged. So, so the, the last six hundred was point three of a second faster than anything else on the day. Same as the last mm-hmm. four hundred too. Yeah, so looks there's, like it there's, will there's be substance back. there. All right, race nine. The Theo Marks thirteen hundred Argentia four dollars eighty favorite from Kovalika. He was three dollars fifty all in. He's now six dollars fifty and will start longer. Nugget six dollars fifty. Madame Pomery six dollars fifty from Golden Mile ten. Cross Talk ten. Tamerlane ten. Nico, very interesting to see what you've uh, found here because I'm not sure. Um, well, I think there's a phenomenal each way bet in this race. The Tassie champ, the inevitable, oh. is a cracking Edgy. bet in this race. What's wrong with his form? Like, he ran third in a fucking all-star mile. I know it's over 1,300 metres, but that's not going to pose an issue to him. This horse is... Like, he's been tested against good horses. Like, he won a silver, silver eagle in Sydney. Yeah. And was favourite to win a Golden Eagle before things went amiss. So this horse is this horse has been up against the best horses in a past life in his career before he's had his fair share of issues. So you know that you know that it's not like it's just junk Tassie form and it's not going to measure up. All reports are that he's going super at home. They didn't run last week just to give him an extra week. And come up to here. Um, he's fit, rare on a go. 
I just think he's a very, very easy, easy bet to have. I know it was an all-star mile, but it was still an all-star mile, bet less than a length by Mr. Brightside. If he brings anywhere near that form here, he is not a $13 chance against some horses who dead set have some convictions. Uh, Jenny, a favourite, is one of the biggest laughing stocks I've ever seen. She drinks from a trough full of fucking milk. She's no good. Me, you're talking me into it here. I could well, definitely see like, myself having a... He's a like $3.80 to place. Hmm. Like, fuck. Yeah, he's been a ripper for a long a time. Good, like, even if he can't win, he tries his all. Like, his record speaks for itself. I think, I think I'll, the market I, I, is I factoring I could mark this horse a lot shorter. Yeah, the market is factoring into it a lot. The weight, 59 kilos, little horse, um, against a lot of horses who get in on the minimum with 53. Well, like he's earned that weight. That's even more the fact. But, yeah. No, I can, I can, I can see why you like him, 100%. All right, let's move on swiftly to the last before we wrap up. It is 1,100 metre benchmark 88 handicap. And benchmark 88s don't come much hotter than this. Uh, Red card, $3.80. Smashing Eagle, $5. Airman, $6. Extremely Lucky, $7. Uh, tie $11. And Willinga Beast, $12. Um, I'm going to quickly go here first. I think Extremely Lucky is a very good play. Uh, you can sort of get $8 out there. Um... Last start, he opened $3.40 favorite in a group three against the likes of Buenos Noches. Um, who was the other horse in that race? Um, Kalino. Kalino, yeah. Um, and the wheels just completely spun. Yes, the market knew. They were <laughs> they knew, all right. It was $3.40 out to $6.50, maybe even longer. And he got back, and it just didn't work out. He, he's not a soft track horse. He needs dry. But now, he drops back to a benchmark 88. Yes, he's got to carry the 60 kilos, but he's $7.50 in a much weaker race. He goes from having Kieran McAvoy to getting a Nashville Willer. And I know he's going to get back, and it's a low percentage play, but I, I just trust that he's a very good horse. And if he gets the dry footing that he needs... He's going to be absolutely charging to the line. Um, not sure if he can get there or not, but I, I think he's just worth a gamble at $8. I've had something on him. Oh, well, you're a brave man. I know we were with him last start, but um, jury's out for me, I think. Yep, I don't know. I can see him coming out, but like... I don't know, he's a bit of an enigma. I think this this one SP that day that he was backed to beat Ballarat the Valleys is gonna hold his price down wherever he goes. Um, one unit on at the eight bucks. Yeah, I know you're not having I know you're not having much on, but still I don't know. He gets Nash on, so that's probably a positive, but um I think there's a moral in this race. Oof. Uh, number four, red card. With the theme of the day, shock, Nico and another blue jacket. Um, I think this horse is, or well, this mare is pretty good. Um, 
she put a couple of stakes races together last preparation, uh, albeit was in Queensland and at Scone, but she still did it in in very nice fashion. Uh, from the front, she broke her opposition's heart. She also trialled this week, um, and she trialled super in behind Overpass, who is a Group 1 quality horse. Um, I like the booking of Hippo here. Uh, it's a it's a good booking on a front runner. Uh, you don't ride for gay if you're no good on a leader. And that's just simple, period. Like, that's just that. Uh, it's a pretty simple ride from eight, I think. Um, as long as he's up there on terms, not going too hard. Uh, she's not going too hard. Uh, I think she'll be very, very hard to beat. I got respect f- for Smashing Eagle, who was an absolute moral beat in the last start. Should have won, but missed the start. Can't afford to do that again here. And um, Airman is a very, very talented horse. Uh, but I just think he's going to have a bit of a job to do from gate 11 first up. Um, I would have preferred to see him go to a race at Flemington next week. I thought he would have been very hard to beat there, but uh, yeah, I think red card's a good thing, and I think um, yeah, I think it'll be a good race to finish today. It's one of the better benchmark eighty eights you'll see. Sweet. All right, let's go around the grounds. I've got a few uh, over in New Zealand. The big group one race nine at Hastings, over fourteen hundred meters. Uh, it is the Tarzino Trophy. What a horse he was. You've got Legato, Dragon Leap, La Creek, Sharp and Smart, Skewiff, Pia. Lots of good horses, even she's lickety split. Um, but I think first up at 1,400 metres, Legato. Very, very hard to beat. Um, she draws barrier five, and I just think she's going to have that sharpness edge over some of these who could be looking for the mile, could be looking for 1,600 metres. Um, Dragon Leap is potentially hard to beat. Um, but there is a little bit of that what did he beat last last couple of runs um, Legato, we know how good she is she won the Australian Giddies beating Attrition and I'd be backing Attrition in a race like this over 1400 metres so pretty happy to back her and then we, on Sunday the return of Hong Kong at last um, It's they've had what, their, really? their little break but, I um, know that. Yep, we're back at Hong Kong small fields, first meeting of the season but I found a few. I think the race champ's three. back, isn't he? He is the best sprinter in the world. Um, is Lucky Swainess in race four? He's number one. He got, he's got to carry sixty-one kilos, and he's only first up. So it's all price dependent. Like if he's a dollar thirty, you're not backing him. He's got to beat Victor the winner, who gets him with fifty-two Ooh. kilos. So I, I, gut feel is the market will respect Victor the winner, and they'll have him pretty short. They'll have him like. A four dollar second elect to Lucky Swainos a dollar thirty five dollar forty. So we're not going to be able to back a victor the place. Say Lucky Swainos is a dollar twenty, and they give us six dollars victor the winner. I'm probably having something small on Victor, just because yeah. the lightweight and you know you're obviously not going to back the dollar twenty. So he's a very good horse himself. And then race three, number one Greenwich um, gets Zach Purton. One last start with Zach Purton before going out for a break when leading. Um, I think he's a nice horse, and I think he can win race three. 
Huge. Anyone else got anything on the grounds? No. No, I no. haven't. I haven't done any form outside oh. of the two meetings. Back way, pray, up. before we get into the questions to wrap up. Yeah, first, but up. Um, best lay is Apulia in race one at Mooney Valley. Uh, best uh, best bet is Brave Mead in race five. And oh. best... Uh, oh, um, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll go... Hold on, I'll come back to me. You go. You had heaps of things each way. I can't remember any of them. <laughs> Um, Shock. Dasonic Boom. Yeah, okay. I've had 10 bucks on that, by the way. $31. Nico? Yeah. Uh, my best bet of the day is... Oh, fuck. Giggy Kick. Yep. My best value is... The Inevitable. Sydney, race nine, is it? And my best lay of the day. Um, fuck, I don't really, I don't really have a lay. Uh, yeah, you lay, lay Magnus spin. Yeah. All right. Actually, you um, lay our Jenny of the place. <laughs> there you go. Lay them both. Yeah. I was pretty keen to step out here, but Bots had his best bet in that race, so well, he's not, I'm gonna he's make not it... listening right now, so he's not he's not having brave <laughs> meat as his podcast multi. Um, can pick something else. I am very keen Giga Kick as well, but I'm gonna make it Charmstone because I I just think there's still a bit of fat in her price. Race six, the Philly number one. She's my best bet. My best lay. I'm keen Zapateo, so I'm gonna take on I am me. Um, Three dollars, too short. And my best each way is extremely lucky. Race 10, Rose Hill. Um, yeah, just off last start SPs, I just think it's simply too big dropping back in grade. All right, questions to finish. We're going not too bad for time. Sam Sanderson. Ben, if Nick and Bot were drowning at either end of the pool, who would you save and you can only pick one? <laughs> Nick, don't, answer swim? That. Don't, don't answer that in front of Bot. You'll get upset. Nick, oh. can you swim? I feel like you can't swim. Yeah, I used to be a good swimmer. Well, you can sink. Yeah. <laughs> My swimming ability is probably not as good. It's, it's definitely not as good as it used to be, but yeah. But you'll, I can you, swim. You'll, you'll find your way to shore, mate. I've got to save the anchor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why you're saving me. Ryan D, for Ben, if you had... <laughs> If you got synthetic hoof filler, would it help your footy game? <laughs> no. <laughs> but why don't you love the dish lickers? Better things to bet on the dogs. No data. But yeah, you get a weekly perm or are you curly al natural? Natural. Naturally curly. Ben, what race does alligator blood win this season? Hopefully not. Um, if he's going to win a race, I think it's next start in the Maccabi Diva Stakes. But we're cheering Brightside. But Good I think if he's going to win it, I think he's going to. I think next start is probably the race for him, or at the back end of the carnival, that mile race where everything is in the chair and he just gets the PR out in front again, potentially the champion's mile. 
Bot, give me three adjectives describing your love for Max. This is weird. As I've said, in bed. We got some, some weird commotion happening. It's strange. Brown nosing each other in the chat. <laughs> no comment. All right, move on. Liam Smith, whispers I've heard the inevitable is immoral. Good luck to the Tassie crew. Yep. How, how good was it last week? Racing previews worldwide. We had uh, boys from everywhere, including a good Max Smith up from yep. Tassie, spreading our wings. That was good. As you can mm. hear, Nico still got a cold. Same fever season, you fuck. <laughs> Who wins the McEwen gear kick and Imperator's drawn widest in a hot race? Got to be a question mark. Uh, I think it's more of a question mark for Imperator's than gear kick. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. That's what we're saying. That's reflected with. by the price, but still. Yeah. Hefty Hog says, is, Acrom- is Acromantula a good chance? He's a good chance to be leading at the turn. <laughs> yeah. We'll go but quick. He's, he's, he's running well. Like, he's running consistently, but he, he's been... He, like, he's been racing Omni-Man. He's not racing... Yeah. Um, and he's been racing with a rail out, like, PR land. Yeah. He did run for pretty fast time last, last week. Um, or two weeks ago but surely he's going to come back to him here uh, I think with these leaders any rain is just a massive negative for him because they're just not going to be able to skip away those inside yeah, lanes will start to chop out and uh, they will start to come back to him Caden what do you think of Stepardi um, what do I think of Stepardi I, I think you should sign up to the six day horse. racing because you'd be on him at $4.50 right now <laughs> that's what I think Caden um I think he might have subbed, actually. Good man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Martin loves... I don't know, I've just put the sword through him. <laughs> Martin loves Leon. Uh, how do you think Ulysses will run at the Valley? Massive win last start. Good, I, I have him as a s- small overlay because he, he so was in the inferior ground. Small well, result? Good, good bet, SPXX. Uh, he was in the inferior ground and was good last start and he was... Good running on behind. I think it was Edison. Who's is he with um, Julius now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, the problem with him is he'll be he'll be last. So like he's a low percentage bet, but like you know like he's a bit big at at twenties. I think. Yeah. All right, that's all the questions. Right, bang on an hour. We'll wrap up the podcast there. Group two fan stakes at the Valley. Get down. Um, sign up for a membership or if you want some tickets maybe just send me a really nice email and see you back there on course on Saturday and then we're in for a massive week next week with a group one Maccabi Davis Stakes yeah now we're the south side now we're the west side Can I talk my shit again, even if I don't hit again? Dog, are you fucking kidding? My hat, my shoes, my coat, Louis Vuitton sticks. With Donald Teller Versace, that's Louis Vuitton, bitch. I think Hennessy, I drink. I'm gone off that Bacardi, Lamona, Corona, I'm zoning. Class back in session, so I up to the grade. In two years, Dwayne Wayne became Dwayne Wade. And hey, please don't star me. I'm like Nas Barkley. Me 
Charles Barkley. I'm Pop the Barkers. I'm Hood the Parkers. While y'all was in limbo, I raised the bar up. I touched on everything. Married to the game, rock the chain instead of wedding ring. Y'all bridesmaids catch the garter. On nights when gay romance, cameras flash so much that I gotta do that yayo dance. I'm on a war tour with Common, my man. After each and every show, a couple dykes in the van. It's easy. The hood love to listen to Jeezy and Wheezy. And oh yeah, Yeezy, I did it for the glory. 